0: Hey welcome to Real You podcast. It's Mark, and uh, I want to continue our thought on the i am experience um, we're going to talk more about the i am experience we we uh are launched out of Exodus chapter three verse fourteen when Moses asked God, you know when God tells Moses, "I want you to go deliver my people and Moses said, "Well, whom shall I say sent me and of course Moses says, "I am." I mean, God says, "I am that I am." Tell him has sent you, has sent me, and of course, the "I am" um, we talked about is "ya ya," which um, it really is a word that just means "I am." I I'm existent. I I am be. I'm I'm that was, but I'm manifest in the now. So we really talked a lot about being. And living in the now moment, and the fact that Adam was created um, a living soul, which nefesh kayah, which actually means a living being instead of a human doing. So he existed in this place in God called at Eden. Um, we discussed all this, so I don't want to really reiterate all that. But it's very important that we understand that there's a difference between being and doing there's a difference between being in the now and and trying to shuffle every trying to figure out who you are by where you've been or where you're going is almost impossible so you know we've been on this journey for a while and those of you who track with us understand that um living in the now is what we strive to do and be so I want to continue our thought today. We're still in Genesis chapter 2. And uh, it says there about Adam and Eve in verse 25, they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Now, I shared in in Kansas, I kind of got the concept of the idea that that, uh, Adam... was so blessed because he was in this garden he had a perfect sense of self-awareness perfect sense of self-confidence i mean can you imagine he he had no reference point of failures to filter through he had no reference points of missing the mark to overcome he had no um anything that that challenges us to stay in the now moment anything that challenges us to walk truly free from guilt and shame and condemnation those kind of things adam had a perfect self-image he had perfect self-confidence he had perfect self-awareness he had he had no reference other than just being in the presence of god existing in the now and he walked with god and that is probably the best way that I can describe that we're supposed to be. But it says him and his wife were not ashamed. So they were naked, but they were not ashamed. And I know this is elementary, but it's it's leading up to some thought concepts that I want to get to in the next uh, couple of sessions. So it's very important that we understand that he was naked. And, of course, we know he was naked and they were not ashamed. That word shame means to, of course, feel shame. Um, to put to shame to be discontorted, but it actually means to fail in hope and expectation and it 's not so much a shame and blushing but' it's a a shame of a failed hope it it 's a sense it 's a it 's a present sense of failure which leads to a, a missed expectation it means to be troubled in the mind or disturbed or confused um to be disappointed, uh, to, to feel a sense of disgrace, uh, rejection, um, to act out shamefully. So it's a very painful place to be, uh, to be confounded, to be confused, to feel like a delay, to be, to be ashamed means to be, um, um, constantly aware of a In other words, today you experience uh, the sensation of yesterday's failure. So your pain today is really dwelling in the failures of yesterday. And it means to give up hope or expectation of change, to be so disappointed, troubled, disturbed, confused, to be uh, confounded in your mind, and so on and so forth. So the man and his wife were naked but they were not ashamed. And of course, we all know that that's very, very vital to the story. Uh, I want to reiterate something we shared last time about the fact that Adam was a living soul, is a living being. In, in 1 Corinthians 15:45, it says, The first Adam was made a living soul, which means a living being. And but the last Adam, of course, we know as Jesus was made a quickening spirit. So the last Adam, um, it says, how be it he that which is first was not spiritual, but he which is natural and after that, which is spiritual. So the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And as is the earthy, such are they that are earthy. And as in heavenly, such as they that are in heavenly, as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So the, the last Adam was a quickening spirit. So the first Adam was a living soul, but the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Quickening spirit means the ability to to make alive. And so when you're in Christ in that last Adam, you can actually help people come to life And so um, today we want to talk about this idea of what happened to Adam and Eve after this experience in the garden. And they were naked and not ashamed. And then we know it doesn't say they were ashamed after the fact. Now we know in chapter three, verse one, the tempter came, which was the serpent. Um, Paul says Eve was deceived and not Adam. She was tricked. Uh, We'll maybe get into that later. Um, But it says um, in chapter three, verse six. That. um, She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave it unto her husband also with her. And he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And that word voice means song, sound, proclamation. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God Amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called to Adam and said, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten the tree where I have commanded thee that you should not eat? And the man said, It is the woman whom you gave us to me to be with me she gave me of the tree and I did eat and the Lord God said to the woman what have you done and she said it was the serpent he beguiled me and I did eat and the Lord God said to the serpent because you've done this you're cursed and we know the whole story and verse 21 is a pretty a unique thing um, it says, "Unto Adam and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin, and clothed them." And twenty-four, he says, "And he drove out the man, and placed that he placed at the east of the garden of Eden, cherubim and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life." It says. Uh, this is the whole essence of of where I'm going with this whole thought process and training and teaching um for us to for us to really live in the now moment for us to learn to live in the I am experience we're going to have to understand what is keeping us from this experience in other words um what are our obstacles to living in the I am experience and one of the greatest obstacles is this knowledge of good and evil without a sense of maturity and we don't have the luxury to grow to maturity before we eat it we've been downloaded with it and we're trying to grow into maturity and still deal with the idea of the knowledge of good and evil at the same time and trying to grow to a place to partake of the tree of life and, uh, what I'm trying to say is the eyes of both of them were open and they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And see, this is where shame came in. Um, cause God says, where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he asked Adam a question that he could not answer. And he said, who told you you were naked? Now, a really good friend of mine um, shared with me last month when we were visiting. He said there is a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is to be convicted or have an impression of trying to make things correct a wrong it means to mix mix miss a mark but to to be aware of it but yet have the wherewithal to seek to reconcile this wrong so some at some sense you know guilt can be a positive thing because it drives you to reconcile your your uh, missing the mark or whatever it was but he said shame is to Uh, come to a sense of owning that wrong and becoming that wrong so guilt says I screwed up but shame says I am a screw up and that's where Adam had gotten to and so he had because of the uh, inability to process the 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 guilt he kept dwelling in this guilt that is unresolved There was no resolve for it. And he became into shame. And he says, I was afraid because I was naked. (laughs) That's profound to me because remember, shame means to be troubled, to, to, to be disturbed, to be confused in your mind, to, to have a sense of failure mentality, to give up all hope and expectation of change. So in in verse 225 they were naked and not ashamed and then he eats this tree and now he's he's confused he's disturbed he's lost he feels like a sense of failure and he's given up hope of expectation of change he's obviously thought god had changed his mind because he didn't go but my my big issue i think with this story is that he was focused he was ashamed Because he was naked when he should have been guilty for missing the mark. Or he should have been, let me say it this way, he should have been sorry for missing the mark. But because he couldn't resolve, there was no resolve for failure. There was no um, substitutionary sacrifice. There was no um, clean conscience. There was no awareness to be clean. (laughs) But it says that you know he actually he should have been sorry that he missed the mark i'm sorry father i i missed the mark i i ate of the tree but instead he had come to the place of just be totally in shame and hid himself from the presence of god that issue is what i'm where i'm at right now i want to talk about this idea of the birth of the carnal mind, the birth of the ego, the um, this conscience awareness of failure, this failure mentality, this being naked and not ashamed, being ashamed. In other words, he was already naked, not ashamed. Now he's, nothing has changed. He's still naked. Nothing's changed. He did not physically, nothing happened to him. Nothing changed. He just missed the mark. But yet, because he couldn't handle this knowledge of missing the mark with the knowledge of good and evil, he fell into shame and condemnation, failure, loss of expectation, confusion, disturbed mind, all these things. But nothing physically changed between him and God. Nothing physically changed between him. and Nothing happened. He just missed the mark. But because he partook of this knowledge, he could not. Reconcile the 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 awareness he he had no way to connect the dots that's what I like to say he could not reconcile this issue and I'm here to tell you one of the reasons why is because God asked him the question that we still don't have an answer to he asked him where he was he said I was I was in uh, I was hiding he asked him what did you do and he said uh, me and my wife we ate the tree but God asked him a very important question who told you you were naked and he could not answer that question that answer to that question has still yet to be answered and that's the question that I believe God is asking the earth of his people today who told you you were naked we are very eloquent in, in, in trying to identify where we are you know well I I work for such and such I make such and such um, I'd like to go to school you know we're very eloquent in describing where we're at in our life where we'd like to be we and sometimes at some levels of maturity (laughs) some of us more than others are very honest about what we've done but there are few that can identify this voice that tells us we're naked and we're shamed that creates shame and because the inability to to understand where that voice came from because see the tempter is not your enemy i don't i don't know how many ways to say this satan is your adversary but he's your adversary because he He beguiles us into doing things that feeds this voice within us that tells us constantly that we're inadequate. And this voice works both ways. This ego and this uh, uh, self-awareness, carnality, Adamic nature, flesh nature, whatever you want to call it, Paul tried to describe it in so many ways. But what he's trying to say is, this carnal mind is the only enemy that god has in other words you can't please god in this state of being because you just flat out cannot do it and so if the enemy has any job any is to create situations circumstances around us to feed the voice within us that tells us we're not going to make it uh we're we're never going to make be enough we're we're inadequate, or it's on the flip side. I'm better than everybody else. I'm I'm rich because I tithe, or I'm 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 blessed because, uh, you know, I'm God's first cousin or whatever. Instead of just being, they have to find a definition for why they are. That's very 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 important. Adam went from a living soul, <coughs> a living being, to a human doer. And now he had to try to make sense of this knowledge that he had, that something has changed. And there's a voice awakened within him, which is the voice of the carnal mind, which drove him away from God's presence. And you have to agree with me that most of us are still trying to figure out where we're at in life. And we, we, we do... Um, analysis of our life all the time and we have people assess our businesses and do our finances and but we never seek to sit down with your spiritual fathers and mothers and take spiritual inventory of your life because we we don't know how to process that because we still haven't identified the voice where it comes from we don't know if it's god telling us we're naked We don't know if it's the devil telling us. We don't even know if it's us. We don't even know where this voice. And I've been doing a contemplative study on the voices in the garden. There was God's voice. There's the serpent's voice. There's Adam's voice because he called. He named all the animals. He He actually had a voice and they conversed. But there was a fourth voice in the garden that we have yet to identify. And because of his inability to identify that he could not answer God. And so what he did was he and his wife made themselves aprons and they covered themselves as as the implication. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. In other words, they created a covering so that they would appear to not be naked because they, they could not look at their nakedness anymore without feeling the sense of shame. So instead of dealing with the root of the problem is I missed God, it had to create a fig leaf system to make them feel okay towards God. And that, beloved, when you cannot identify the voice, you create a fig leaf system to help you deal with the unknowing and the undoing of this sense of shame and false identity. Adam was falsely identified the moment he ate that tree. That knowledge of good and evil was too much for him. He was too immature to handle it. He could not rightly divide the word of truth in God's God's fullness and so the only way you could cope with it was to create a fig leaf system. Our carnal mind, and we're going to stop with this thought and continue on later, but our carnal mind cannot survive without a past. It can't survive without these kind of feelings and attitudes and emotions attached to our past. It can't survive it. But what the carnal mind does, it is very good at, you know, we always talk about um, be careful because, you know, uh, I think it's in Peter, but be careful because, you know, even Satan can appear as angels of light and deceive you and all that. Um, you know, there's a lot of teaching about the Phariseeism and Paul and all of the disciples, very eloquent to teach against the wiles and the teaching of men and the traditions of men yet i still say many of us have a belief system that we have created to protect our carnal mind to our carnal mind is so tricky that it will it 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 feeds off the past, but is protected by your belief system. And that's why there's wars, violence. You just talk to anybody. Just start talking to people about their belief system, and all Hades will break loose. Because their sense of, of belonging and doing and acceptance is tied to what they think they believe and they've shrunk it down to their lifestyle to make them feel good about their nakedness because they cannot tell you where that voice comes from. God is still answering, asking the question, who told you you were naked? And he did not allow them to walk out of that garden with those fig leaves. He took them away from him. And he actually clothed them with coats of skin, which actually means he created a blood sacrifice for them to let them know that you, this is the only way to feel better about yourself because ultimately my son's going to give his life and restore you back to me. Our ego and our carnal mind and our trickeration that goes on within our mind, that sense of feeling good about yourself, our sense of failing, it's all the same good and evil because it's rooted and grounded in a system. And be honest with yourself. When you do good works, you somehow there's a voice that makes you feel good about yourself. And when you do miss the mark, there's a voice that tells you you've missed it but it's so extreme that you almost lose hope and give up all expectation this is the voice that we're going after on this series so to come to the I am experience to really live in the I am now and not be defined by others opinions and not live in the shadow of others but to allow our belief system to be uh, changed and formulated as we evolve um It's a sign of maturity to believe differently than you did 10 years ago. I hope that you do. I hope that you know that it's okay. I hope that you know that 10 years ago you couldn't possibly know what you know now. And so it's okay to change and make some adjustments in what you believe. Because as you change your belief system, it unveils and exposes this carnal mind and ego to the to the point where he can be found out The carnal mind and the ego Is only wrapped in self I tell you what happened that day when, when Adam ate that tree The truth of the matter is His life became about him From that point on And so God says I can't let you eat this other tree or You'll be that way forever I need to get you out of here To where your life won't be all about you. The disease of me was born the day he ate that tree. And this disease is is the disease that's plagued us all. Itself, it comes in so many forms. And we'll talk about it later. But uh, just chew on this. God bless and thank you for your time. And uh, contact me, let me know what you think. See you soon. Bye-bye.